When Ryan opened this document, he was immediately redirected to a Slap Chop remix. Hi, it's Fitz with Slap Chop. Two slaps, cold rice. Is that what he said just now? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I say Let's well played, dumb dummy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Just goes to show that ArenaNet are really just a bunch of trolls, you know. <laughs> A year ago, these blogs and podcasts wouldn't dare cross you. And what happened? Did your cons drop off? You gotta kill the Asura scan. Yeah, yeah, there we go, yeah. there we go, there we go. That's it, that's it. Where do we begin? Come on, that works for the beginning of a show, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Simple and to the point. Hello and welcome to the Relics of Ore program in 3D and Sense Around. Uh, my name is Ryan. A lot of you know me as Cole. With me here today are the likes of Tiger Feet with SecretAgentCat.com. Meow. For a throwback, Secret Agent Cat. Also with us is Chaz from ChazTotallyAwesomeBlog.tumblr.com. You're going to love my nuts. And also with us is the precious Kiwi. I don't know why I said precious. I guess you're precious now because I said I'm something precious. dumb there. Uh, Christian S. Preston Esquire. My precious. <laughs> oh, nice. I was He's waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, today we are... Actually, the news is heavy on the Guild Wars side. So uh, yes, you're gonna love you're gonna love this episode. <laughs> Probably thought I was going somewhere else with that just now. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it's my domain. Uh, but before we hop into that, let's talk about what has happened in the past week for all of us. Go Chaz, so I don't forget you. I got Google Chrome. Oh, your first time Chrome user, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually liking it a lot more than Firefox. It doesn't eat my RAM, that's for sure. Well, yeah, that especially. You can also kill each tab as a process mm -hmm. and what's really what's really cool now is they have most of the add-ons that Firefox used to have yeah so that excuse is out the window and it works in a sandbox type of environment I, I think Firefox 4 has gone that way too now but oh I just like how the, the search menu and the address menu are the same thing it's really easy to get into your bookmarks it's almost like it, I don't know it was designed right for someone who just wants to scan through several web websites and then just be off with it What's cool about the two programs, though, is they kind of feed off each other. Like, Chrome started based off of a lot of concepts that uh, Firefox had. You know, this kind of reminds me of the relationship between Guildcast and Relics of War. I'm not going to say who is which one, but let's just say Guildcast is a little simpler than us and easier to use. <laughs> so I guess I just said we're Firefox. Firefox 4 beta. Or the giant monster that takes <laughs> up your entire computer's memory. That's right. Raw, we were once Netscape. Um, no, no. So, uh, yeah. How about how about you, Tiger? Um, 
Ryan, I'm leaving you. In yes, fact, we already have. Gone. Yep. I joined. I, my my one regret is that I wasn't able to G kick her. <laughs> <laughs> she actually asked me if it would cause up a dust up, and I said, "Well, if it does, that'll be something to talk about on the show." Yay for drama! <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, she joined. Have enough drama. Everyone's all <laughs> sensible, and you know. Yeah, that is so beings. weird. This is yeah, we're... an online game that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> we're at 90 players, and we have yet to see any real drama pop up. Right. That is pro. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And we just, like, awesome. changed the ranking system for the guild a bit. Well, yeah, we even... Tiger Lift. We had a whole yeah. raft of promotions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's what it takes to replace Tiger. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Oh, Take the Well, Actually, it was... It's funny it's... because I joined Pig and immediately after I joined Black kicked me. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so Jim invited awesome. me back. And then oh, they told me I had to wash all the gacky thong thongs. Ooh. <laughs> you can hear the gackies right now. <laughs> oh god. Okay, let's move away from that thought. <laughs> uh, oh, Speaking of gackies, now if you have a gacky in your party, he shows up in your actual player panel. Unless you're a noob and you disconnect, then it actually just removes the the summon as well. Does that actually happen when you disconnect and you already have a summon out? Does that summon yeah, vanish? That okay. happened to us yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, no, but um, before the update. Oh, was there an update? I, I think it was always relying upon whether or not the summoner was still there. Mm. Well, it's pretty simple. Just got to make a level one character, go to pre-searing with another level one character, summon your imp, and then leave. Yeah. Actually, wait, I do remember um, the imp actually per uh, persisted even when the other player left. Because I do remember an instance of that happening in pre-searing way back when. I don't know. I don't know. You said pre-searing, and I just started paying <laughs> attention to my coffee mug. I was like, ooh, coffee mug. Mm. Hey, it's the best way to test this out, I mean. Oh, shit, that's hot. Sorry. Sue McDonald's. I hear wow. it as well. I'll have to sue Javalia. Javalia is excellent coffee when it's well, wait, wait, not is hot. Is there anything on the coffee mug that says, caution, this might have hot coffee in it? Uh, the mug is something I just bought. It's Thermos brand. Oh. Thermos. There used to be a guy who played for the Denver Broncos named Thurman Thomas, and I always called him Thermos Tommen. My dad thought that was pretty funny, until the first time I heard Kathy Matea, and I thought they said her name was Captain Potato. <laughs> For anybody that's old, they'll know what I'm talking about. If you're not old, then I just sound like some old bastard that's going on about. Back in Nam, eh, we didn't have Guild Wars. We didn't have dervishes. Lots of trenches. We didn't have dervishes, much less dervishes that were worth a damn. We didn't have Chaz's. We had Charlie's in trees. That's right. <laughs> weren't very. wasn't very pleasant to begin with, to be honest. I went back to the uh, fifth episode of our show, the first time you and... Uh, actually, you, Tasha, and Tiger all showed up. Yeah. And holy crap, man, we were so much less comfortable. Like, I was like, hello, Charles, where are you from? Oh, the Canadia? That's nice. How about you, Tasha? Oh, I won't make fun of England. No. <laughs> you and your bad teeth. I'm not saying Tasha has bad teeth, I'm saying England does, okay? Well, so it's, don't it's, take it's really just a stereotype. Their dental plan isn't that bad. Although, I need to whiten mine. Is really... I'm, I'm, I heard that I there's be... like a strip you can get for that now. Oh yeah, yeah. My mother-in-law has this stuff that's really awesome. And by God, I need to be pretty again. Okay, so anyway, um, what have you been up to, Christian? Um, I'm staying at my relatives. Uh, so yesterday I was out on the lake rowing my cousins around, which tired me out nicely. Oh, you make me so jealous. I can't wait for summer. You 
you kids in your well, how many months of it summer do you get? Uh, my summer breaks four months long. No, no, I mean like a uh, wow. beautiful weather. Oh, that I mean that just varies, but yeah, about the same, I guess. If you're For anybody that twice as if, long as if, me, if you're having a hard time visualizing uh, New Zealand. Just think of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah really. Lord of the Rings. Except for Mordor. I think that was CG. Yeah, that was most likely CG. Either that or they set fire to something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure New Zealand will let them set fire to a brush and all that. It'll be fine. <laughs> it was like it was like Minecraft. Someone ran around. I'm on fire. Jumping into the water. That's My son's been playing Minecraft lately. And that's all I hear because he knows how to die even on peaceful mode. Like, dude! And he gets all pissed. Ah, ah, and he comes running up to me. It's dark. It's dark, Dad. Yeah, but there are no monsters, buddy. No monsters? Nope. Okay. I will play now. <laughs> anyway, enough of this crap. Uh, my past week, uh, the only things that have changed for me are I have been... I, I The the weather's gotten nice again, so I've been running in my Vibrams. And I figured something out, man. If you go running when you're super sore, it hurts like hell for like the first five minutes. Actually, well, I only run about a mile and a half, so it takes only about eight minutes for me to finish my run. But the first half of the run, it hurts like hell, but then I get back and I feel great. And I'm not even sore today. It's oh. pretty sweet. I, I'm stretching my legs here in the car. Bam, That's I just kicked just my windshield. That's just the endorphins kicking in. That's the, what it is, mana. The best cure for stiff muscles is more of what made them sore in the first place. Yep. I remember my track coach told us that. My my actually he was my cross country coach. He was awesome. His name was uh, Coach Arnold. We called him Old Man Iron Pants. And he always uh, he always kept smacking his chest. And at first we thought it was like he was afraid he was having a heart attack. But it's just this habitual thing that he felt like emphasized. I don't know. He must have been part Italian. Anyway, <laughs> um, this guy was like probably I kid you not at least sixty years old, and he could run with all of us for like twelve miles and stuff. And his greatest phrases were uh, always eat your ice cream. Make sure you pee once an hour, and never trust a fart. Never trust a fart? If you run cross-country, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> saying, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's good advice. It's very disgusting, but... <laughs> well, you know, at the very advice. least, it wasn't graphic. Yeah, well... But not usually. Well, I mean, you had to think it in order to realize, <laughs> you know, oh, that's pretty disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, nothing else really other than... Uh, what happened in Guild Wars, but I guess we'll have to get back to that, because oh, first we're gonna... lots of crazy stuff. Oh, man, the Guild Wars news is awesome. If you have a Guild Wars account that you haven't visited for a while, come on back. And you'll make cheer, yourself... you'll cry, you may even get a cheap laugh or two. <laughs> like me, I get cheap laughs all the time. That Old Spice thing last week, got a bunch of cheap laughs. Hello, ladies. Anyway, uh, this. Because if you love MMOs, you'll want to check out Guild Wars 2. And wow, if you hate MMOs, good. you'll really want to check out MMOs. I do not want to build the same MMO everyone else has. Uh, I'm going to play as a char, because uh, I want to be a badass. What the hell's wrong with this audio program? No, no, I'm not, but I want to be one. Alright, well that worked. Hey, hey. The sky will be blue. I heard it. I took off Play Music Looply. You shouldn't do that, you. Oh, and I should point out that I'm doing this whole episode from a new laptop, because the one I've been using since the beginning of the show took a big fat dump on me. It went kaputty. It went kaputski, but this one's actually pretty nice. So, other than the fact that it didn't play that OGG file very well. So I'll have to move that to MP3, I guess. What do you think of that bumper? I don't like it. A bumper? The one with oh, the, the ArenaNet quotes from their, uh... Yeah. Bid? We don't want to have to hear that all the time. Yeah, so, um, either I'm going to have to make something or someone sends something in. Okay. That plays so off the whole what would this be for? 
Se- uh, just, uh, you know, sequel. news about Guild Wars 2. So, sequel Scuttlebutt? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so, anyway, that, that's... I still think that's better than the whole, Arr! I be a pirate talking to myself that sounds like a slightly lower talking pirate. Oh, what's the news for sequel Scuttlebutt? Oh, no, before we got into that. Dang it. I, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Spirit Hime for winning a Grammy. You know, she is Taylor Swift, I after know. all. <laughs> yeah. I'm what? not going to emphasize. I'm just... I want to troll her, because she gets <laughs> mad when we say she won a Grammy, so... <laughs> stick that in your pie hole. Well, right. I will say that what it what it was was she played... No! In... <sighs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> she played in the, the live premiere of a song that won a Grammy. That's still pretty yeah. awesome, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. We're so proud of her. Oh, yes. And there's Those also congratulations. So fast. <laughs> we also want to give congratulations to Akila Haslin and, of course, Jimbo, because they're both doing the baby shower type stuff. And I hope to be in that boat soon, too, as well. But uh, that's again. Guild, Guild Wars 2. Let's talk about Guild Wars 2. Damn it. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Uh, um, Christian, you had a talk. We have a new outline thing going on here, so everybody has kind of their own topics now. Sweet. Go ahead, Christian. Uh, I noticed that actually the bit that I was following on for is missing. Um, so I'm kind of clutching at straws right now as to what I was commenting on. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Can the you... uh, A-Net, the Anet blog. Um, their their quality assurance <laughs> blog. Yeah. So. Arena uh, Net released a blog this week um, where they take us sort of behind the scenes and uh, tell us a little bit about what goes on in terms of quality assurance at Arena Net and how they have a massive team of people uh, dedicated to to making sure that everything they produce is of the, the highest quality. Um, so if you haven't if you haven't checked uh, checked it out, head over to their blog. Uh, my kind of response, and if I may play devil's advocate a little bit. Uh, seeing as we might go into some of this a bit later as well, is um, seeing as we still have very little news on release date and all that, we can expect uh, this to drag on for a bit. So is it better to release a 10 out of 10 game uh, months later than a 9 out of 10 game? That's a good question. That is a good question. The the dynamic that really plays on that is when you've started the hype machine. Like, if you haven't started hype, yeah, release it when it's done. But once you've mm-hmm. got everybody interested, how long can you pull on that leash, you know? Well, it really just depends. Like, So when you say 9 out of 10, you mean like in completeness or like in game rating? In quality, because this is all in response. Like, I feel like they're being so, so good to us in terms of the fact that they're going through all this effort to make a game that's essentially perfect. Where Whereas, you know, there are so many people that would be uh, more than content and would be stoked to have Guild Wars 2 release, you know, sooner mm-hmm. and then to have those few minor um, aspects in terms of a couple of quality failings uh, fixed. Like, uh, like gameplay failings? Um, so you mean like gameplay Just... failings or uh, bugs? Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, that would be down down to which uh, yeah. what they prioritize. Well, it, just, it depends really on like the the uh how much of an impact the bug really has like if it's something like you can only carry so much of something in your bag even though it says you can carry more yeah that's a pretty big bug and you better look into that right now yeah. like yeah if the fallout, if that like, one fallout new vegas oh. post haste yeah if that one out of 10 item that is missing is something that can be fixed on the fly and nobody's going to care a lot about then i say yeah go ahead and release it 
But if it's something that's going to cement what you can do with the game from there forward completely, like, as an example, a mechanic of the game that changing it on the fly would then change everybody's outlook on the game and stuff, then I wouldn't. I would wait. Um, I don't think ArenaNet's going to release 9 out of 10. I think they're a little too perfectionist for that. It, Just the, This whole conversation reminds me of Warhammer Online when it released. I believe it was short two classes. Two wow, classes really? were missing in the game on release. Missing a whole class, that's like, you've already ducked yourself down to 5 out of 10. Oh, they're already docked. <laughs> I think they're pretty much yeah. out of the race. Aren't they, like, free to play now? That's pretty much saying you're out of the race. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because Guild Wars 2 is starting off that way, but they're they're not having the concession attitude. They're having yeah. the, this is how, this is how, this is the benchmark for everybody that does This is how we roll the game, forward. right? We make it the, the same way we would make, let's say, a big single-player game and make it big and massive and hopefully bug-free. And then yeah. every every so often we'll release a new segment that adds on to it. Mm-hmm. At least that's what they did with Guild Wars. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's how I would prefer to pay for games. Yeah. Same. I mean, Guild Wars was my first MMO, and I know there's a lot of people who would even argue that it wasn't an MMO. But before that, I would buy single-player games, a lot of console games, a lot of PC games, and I would just buy the game and have it and be able to do whatever I wanted with it. And then if there was an addition, I could buy the addition. And that mm-hmm. just made perfect sense to me. In fact, I I didn't play WoW or EverQuest for the longest time because I thought it was a scam having to pay to play a game that you already paid a box for. And just to comment on that quality assurance post, yeah, we get it. You guys get to play Guild Wars 2 and get paid for it. <laughs> let, me, let me put down my coffee mug. <laughs> Ryan is green with envy right now. <laughs> oh, man. Lime green, by the way, because apparently that's the season color in fashion. I don't know who yeah. the hell thought of that. That's the most disgusting <laughs> color ever. I'm, I'm more no, surprised lime green. Chaz, lime that, you green. Know it, that you know yeah. that. Huh? Oh, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in cost accounting, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so something else Tasha brought up was uh, in the character models. Did anybody else notice that the eyes move and they actually have veins and body hair? Yes. Oh, I noticed that. That's pretty rad. <laughs> that is slick chickens. I, was actually I didn't really see the excited. eyes move. I did on the Guardian video. Okay. Because they had that brief um, snap to her face, and I believe I remember seeing her eyes actually jilt a little bit when she changed her focus. Well, if you look at the comparison shot between the Guild Wars 1 Mesmer and then the town clothes in Guild Wars 2, you'll notice that the Guild Wars 2 model is looking slightly to the right. That's mm-hmm. right. I remember that now. I mean, it's not just that her head is tilted. Her eyes are looking in that direction as well. Yeah. I wonder if they follow your cursor like the, the character view in Minecraft. That would be so awesome. I, actually, <laughs> I really like that because you can see what someone's looking at that way. That Only would they, be pro. It'd be really cool if they had a mod that has like your character's head appear o- underneath their health bar like it's Doom or something. <laughs> yeah, and you could have a duct tape or a flashlight and duct tape. Oh yeah. In case you can't see and it's nighttime. Anyway, that's dumb. Stupid. Duct tape mod for Guild Wars 2. Stupid Minecraft. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really need to stop talking. I mean, I enjoyed that game for about four days and then Uriah took it from me and that was pretty fun. <laughs> It's the best set of Legos you have ever had. That is basically it. It probably cost a lot less than a good set of Legos, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So as an indication that the Guild Wars 2 news this week was actually kind of slackful, (laughs) 
Sky will be blue. <laughs> I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard that Norman really told. That's just speculation. No, you. Actually, actually. I hope Tasha notices when she hears this that I actually changed that file. Now, she is not talking right beside herself. Good. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention something actually right before we got into Speculator's Corner. It's kind of Guild Wars 2 news. Norn Week is next week. Yes, so. yep. that is true. Let's speculate on that. Next week, do you think it'll be Norn Week? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, now it fits I in don't the know. segment. I don't know. I think it's going to be Char Week. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. Never mind what John Ryan said. What does he know about this game? <laughs> yeah, what does he know about this game? <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't understand sarcasm, that was being sarcastic. <laughs> there, You know, it's amazing how many people have, like, no sarcastic radar at all, which means that I, I don't know how they could even listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just stopped and started listening to Guild Mag. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, what you got, Tiger? What do I... What? For, spe for speculation, oh, my God. Um, yeah, what I said basically, whenever I, whenever I try to talk to my husband about Guild Wars 2, he gets all sour-faced, and he's like, they're taking too long, people are... People are. Everyone else is going to steal their ideas. They shouldn't say anything. He's of the opinion they shouldn't say anything until uh, much, much closer to launch. Until they're ready to re give us a release date. Because he sees me talking about the specifics of Guild Wars 2 and how certain systems are going to work, and then we turn around and play a game like Champions Online. That was one of those pay-to-play games that kind of failed and then reinvented itself as a free-to-play. And there's some similar systems in there. And he's just... What am I trying to say? Um, I, I see what you're saying. Like yeah. I've heard a lot of times like in Rift, people are pointing out things that they seem to have that are drawn from the news about Guild Wars 2. Yes. I think I think the thing ArenaNet feels, though, is they're going to be the first one to solidly package it all up together. That's, that's and, the way I feel, too. But mm -hmm. I, I'm also a fangirl. I mean, that's completely obvious. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really willing to give ArenaNet the benefit of the doubt. But do we do we think that's really the best thing? I mean, I'm sure the way ArenaNet. I see it. The way I see it, ArenaNet has a marketing department. The yes. marketing department has probably made the decision that hype machine is a go. Talk about the shit. Who cares about what everyone else is doing and how they respond to it? Because we've already run the numbers. They're not going. It's not going to be a big deal. In the end, we'll draw. We'll garner more um, interest in the game that we're releasing by talking about it. See, that's the big thing is right now, like I even see World of Warcraft, it seems like they might be pulling ideas from what Guild Wars 2 is talking about as well, or they're going down the same Do they have prot? logical process. Do they have prot? They have disc priests. That's not prot. That's just prot. With, that's just healing with another name. Uh, they Well, they have a new thing like Shield of Absorption and stuff. It's a lot of stuff that is very reminiscent of what they're going for with the Guardian. But they came out with that before the Guardian came out. Look, is I'll it... give World of War I'll give them credit. I'll give World of Warcraft credit where it's due. I just need a paycheck from uh, Ghostcrawler. That would work. <laughs> no, seriously, I did a whole podcast. I actually could. I just refused to. Um, but yeah, so I see it in other games where... The problem is, though, that game was already in development before ArenaNet was giving out this info. So they're going back into their already built model and trying to wedge it in. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel solid, I bet you, in most of those games. I'm not a huge MMO player, so I wouldn't know for sure. But Lacey's playing Cataclysm right now, and she'll say something, Ooh, this is cool, and I'll be like, yeah. 
Guild Wars 2 is talking about having that. Hmm. I'm not saying they stole it from them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I'll notice little bits and pieces of Guild Wars 2 reflected at me from a myriad of different games, but it's always little bits and pieces. None of it is the whole that we will have in Guild Wars 2. And it's like the Champions Online um, explanation, you know, that has the the open quests that I ran into, but I still have to take regular quests. And I still have to run and fetch things and chase chasing i'm still chasing exclamation points and it's ridiculous and mm-hmm. i'm just thinking you know it's great that all the audio is around me because the audio that we've got in guild wars 2 is there in champions online as well and i'm just wishing that the dynamic quest system was there too yeah. I, I really i feel the lack yeah it's all just not packaged up solidly it's it's not like it feels more like a windows computer that had a bunch of devices put in after the fact, so some of the devices are awesome, and some of them are pieces of poop. Where and some Guild of them Wars Two with each other anyway. Yeah, so, so Guild Wars Two is going to be actually like, just is actually just hampered by the really bad stuff anyway. But Guild Wars Two will be the Macintosh computer, except for it will not Macintosh be more expensive. Price. Yeah, it'll be less expensive, but a Macintosh computer, man, that is a win-win. Or it really weird analogy. To be true, just saying, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's possible. I will I will uh, give them the benefit of the doubt until that day. And then after that, they will all be like, that bastard earned our trust. We thought he was a fanboy. And I'll be going all Jon Stewart on him. Yeah, that'll be good times. I look forward to uh, taking the piss out of them. Um, right, uh, this scroll bar on this laptop is sucking, so I've totally lost my place. All right, so here's a topic I want to talk about, is guild halls. Do you think we will have them? Or do you think the personal stories and all that are going to instead kind of serve as the instance away from it all, so you can go to your buddy's, you know, personal area. Now, Mm. guild halls, the thing I have against them, I I, I like how it's, you know, your own little personal hangout, something that everyone could just go to. It's like, hey, I'm going to give you something. Sure, where do you want to meet? Guild hall, sure. Yep. Easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. Now, the thing that I don't like about it in a persistent world is the fact that people are going to be spending a lot of time in guild halls, and they're not going to be out in the streets with the NPCs and whatnot. And maybe people will say, well, that makes it means less of a so- server load, right? But we have all these different servers and worlds in the game. So, I don't know, it kind of feels like introducing guild halls will, mo- will migrate people away from the cities and into the guild halls. It makes it feel less like a city and more like just what we have right now, where you have, let's say, maybe Commodon or Lion's Arch, and there's some people there, but they're usually just idle. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, I think that could become a problem depending on how integrated the guild halls are to the world. Like, if you can get what kind of merchants you could get in there, if you could get access to the auction house. Because one thing I've noticed in WoW specifically is the auction house will always be hopping. There will always be people over by the auction house. But if if that functionality is included in the guild hall, then yes, I can see that being a problem, taking people away from the cities. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be something that you constantly need access to in a city so people are there. Yeah. And a uh, auction house is a huge, is a good example of that. Definitely. Or crafting trainers, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tasha also said, um, wait, side effect of the dervish. I'm sitting here, I didn't even study this. I wonder if she added it. The, the sneaky... It's the sneaky update. 
Okay, it's a little sneaky update that oh, occurred. Yeah. Whenever you type now after the Dervish update, whenever you type slash deaths, it'll say you have died X number of times and have gained experience since death. Right now it doesn't say anything for experience, but this has been hinted by John Stummy. His answer to this was these are not the droids you're looking for. What a yeah. geek. Anyway, but he what he's <laughs> it looks like what's gonna happen is that uh they're gonna change Survivor. Now this is all speculation, so it's perfect for this uh, segment of the show. But yeah, people are like used it's going to happen is that the survivor, it doesn't matter if you died 200 times or 1000 times or zero times. So long as you accumulated 1,337,500 experience within a de within a death, well within yeah, a within life segment before you died again, you'll get survivor, legendary survivor that is. I'll allow it. I will allow it too cuz I mean guys, come on. People make a survivor character. How lame is that? You can get Survivor on your main, so you can get Gwam all that more efficiently. Yeah, I yeah. would love that. I would go like for it. Like it actually says, it actually says in the Gwam update, if you're go not going to go for Survivor on your Gwam character, you're crazy. You're going to have to spend thousands of minutes drunk. Oh, uh, that's my <laughs> elementalist. God. <laughs> Don't want to go back to that guy. I'll but yeah, a lot of people aren't used to, I just want to clarify, if there's something to speculate on in Guild Wars, it'll be in this segment too. So, okay, yep. go ahead. I'm just going to say, if if they do make that change, I'm going to be doing a lot of Survivor Foe with Pig. <laughs> They've got yeah, and it such down to a science they can take survivors into yep. Fisher of Woe. Oh, and definitely. Good luck to, I will... Yeah. Good luck to Spirit on getting that. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the change to a Sura scan. <laughs> we'll get to that, by the way, folks. How come... I, oh, right. Okay, so okay, here in Speculator's Corner, we got an email that was just loaded. With speculation. So I just read it just, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's huge. So, uh, Dan Quayle asks, or his name is Quayle. What is it? Quayle Boy? Anyway. Hey, yo, been listening for about... Quayle Boy! <laughs> been listening for about two months, but managed to cram about 14 hours of your previous podcast into a day. And that night you ended up narrating my dreams, and Chaz was quite mean in my dream. Anywho, <laughs> I have done crap like that before. Anyway. Anywho... You're always asking for things to talk about in Speculator's Corner and just various emails. I would call in, but I s sound exactly like Ray Romano. That is awesome. I and want didn't want to hear to... your voice. Yeah, no kidding, dude. Call in. Because uh, I, I can't do that. Wait, let me try. Okay. It's a jet. No, pff, screw that. Joyzy. Jo uh, <laughs> so I thought that I might contribute to your intellectual debate. I'm sorry. Uh, he's expecting intellect here. Anyway, feel free to pick and choose questions if you want to. Just thought I would help. Uh, some, if not most, are questions. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so first, WoW Killer. Persistent Worlds. Since Guild Wars 2 is going to be a persistent world, and around various forums, I... God... Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> is going to be a persistent world, and around various forums and communities, it has been labeled as a WoW Killer, or in the very least, a WoW Contender. So and stop typing where I'm reading. So, just for everyone who doesn't see this, um, we're reading off of a Google Docs um, document, and I noticed that Ryan always reads everything word for word without thinking about it, so I thought yeah. I would slip a little something in for Ryan to shout out loud, and then realize, yeah. wait a second, ah, oh, darn it, I just got trolled. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, but your big pink cursor yeah. betrayed you. <laughs> so, okay, the question then is, do, you, do we think it's going to be a very solid contender for WoW? We think I think it'll be a solid alternative to WoW. WoW for it's going to be the juggernaut. Okay, let's not even think about killing it. Okay, nothing can do it. It's six year. It's five years going on six years of solid performance. Regardless of what is, everyone else thinks, it's solid. Okay. 
The thing they're doing right, though, is they're not trying to make WoW but better, as I would argue Rift is. Mm. Instead, what they're doing is they're making something that is different but still serves that same purpose you go to an MMO for. What a differentiation. Yeah. yeah, so it, it's it's kind of like what Apple did, where they, they came in and said, Microsoft, fine, you got the desktops, whatever. We're going to make spiffy devices. And so spiffy they're devices. slowly, yeah, all these, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of hate Apple products, I'll be honest. Yeah, same here. But I give them credit where it's where it's due, and where it is due is they really innovated the whole uh, device, uh, the you know, mobile devices and stuff, and they make a solid product. So they actually became a hell of a contender, and I see a similar thing that's going to happen with Guild Wars 2, where people are going to be like, yeah, 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 you like the grind, you're kind of bored, you know, you, you don't have a job, <laughs> so you can go play WoW. I have a job, I have a life, and I like not looking like a, uh, you know, something that Pablo Picasso made, so I'm going to go play Guild Wars 2. Mom! Bathroom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the important thing that we uh, keep emphasizing here, when it comes to WoW Killer, uh, we don't want Guild Wars 2 to be perceived as a WoW Killer because it's an alternative. If we, if it was a WoW Killer, then it would mean it would be WoW plus 10. And we don't want Guild Wars to be WoW plus 10, we want it to be Guild Wars 2. Nothing could be WoW plus 10 and be achieved within five years of gaming development time. WoW is six years back, is six years of game performance, whatever, content. I mean, you can't develop that in a five-year span of a game creation period. Yeah, but it, that kind of betrays WoW also, because if you go to play Cataclysm now, there is so much crap you got to do just to be on par. It's why I'm not even yeah. tempted to go back. It's like, oh, I yeah. don't have time for that. You guys have made too much. If you make a lot of content that you have the option to play, that's awesome. Oh, if yeah. you make a lot of content that you are m required to play to be good, that sucks. And yeah. so... I mean, I give WoW credit for having all that content, but I take that credit back because you actually expect me to do all of that, and I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's definitely just, like uh, let's just put it this way: it's like Guild Wars, except you have to, you know, it's like you have to do a prophecies quest for everything in order to get mm -hmm. your max armor. You're gonna need a prophecies quest akin to running all three of those missions in the desert. You're gonna do have to do like a prophecy style quest with a prophecy style reward to get all your major runes instead of just buying them from a rune trader if you happen to have the gold with you. You're going to need to do a prophecy-style quest to get the scythe skin. You can't just buy it or find it in a dungeon or whatever. You're going to have to go through a big set of ordeals in order to retrieve it. And it's part and of what it requires in order to be a max character on that game, and just a lot of work. And the World of Warcraft Underwater Combat? Lame! And apparently there's a, like a whole zone so cool. devoted to underwater. What a... What a silly thing to do. It, it was uh, hardly any different. I say that, Chaz, because about... They've said half of Guild Wars 2 is going to be underwater. No, 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 but that's be they're developing a system under that. WoW does not have a yeah. system for underwater. If you, have you ever tried to use like a sp something in the game where you tried to like target an area that says like the area here that you target is affected by whatever, such and such? It's so hard to target that underwater because it diffracts. Oh, I know. I played WoW for a long time. Yeah. yeah the, basically, the underwater combat in WoW is just kind of like, we took the on-land combat, but changed your Z-axis capacity. Pretty much. That's about it. So, yeah, uh, and they took away the whole you-need-to-breathe-underwater thing, but it, I don't know. It seems kind of slackful how it was done. It was like, well, we want to do this, and you can't do this with having breath problems, so here's uh, here's some Beano. 
What I just lost track of what I was saying. Anyway, his next, next up, question was next up: World of Warcraft in space. The music. Yeah. Now, <laughs> do you want WoW dead so that the uh, so that we, the Guild Wars community, will become the new WoW and the luggage that brings, which is elitism, griefing, all around hostility that a large world and player base would contribute. That, my friend, is exactly why. Uh, ever since I started Relics of War, my idea was that if I do become a voice in this community. I need to have a message, and the message I've brought, and a lot of people have noticed this in my blogging and stuff, is we all need to work together to not become that. And no, we're because not the comics. WoW community freaking sucks. I hated the WoW community. I did a podcast for a little while, and I would try and cross promote, and people would be like, "Yeah, they if they did cooperate, it was very hesitant and very uh, I like to call it the complicit, where they would insult you." If by doing a compliment, it would be like, yeah, they have a pretty good podcast. I, I, you know, I listened to a couple episodes, but I just didn't have time for the rest. You know, real, you could tell it was just like, yeah, don't listen to them, listen to us. When they and said that, we that don't have time for the rest, they were playing WoW. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when I was when I was WoW blogging, the um, I think it might just be the Hunter and Druid community because that's who I was reading when I was WoW blogging. Um, they were all really great and. I was involved, like, they had a forum just for the bloggers and the podcasters, and not everybody used it, but a lot of people did. And that small portion of the community was fantastic. But as a whole, the WoW community was just... It's wretched. It, yeah, it was wretched. Um, it's like, taking, I, the it's like making the taking the speed clear community with all that compet competition and stupidity overall, you know, where you overplay your strengths and underplay your weaknesses... Well, I wish I, I, I wish I could remember who said it, but they compared World of Warcraft to a drunken frat party, and yeah, I think it was they were drawing comparisons between Lord of the Rings Online, excuse me, and World of Warcraft. And World of Warcraft was your drunken frat party with the troll running around with a lampshade on his head, and Lord of the Rings Online was the nice evening by the fire with a good book. Yeah, it was a, just a more mature community. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I agree. We need to. I think Guild Wars Two is going to become, if not the de facto MMO, it's going to be that other MMO that is badass that you can play, which will pull in so many people. The we that are here right now. So anybody who is like a huge player in the Guild Wars Two community, please listen. <laughs> we need to shape this because those people are going to come in and they're going to try and bring the whole ass hat mentality with them. Uh, we gotta nip that in the bud. We gotta, you know, people. We gotta establish ourselves as the community that says, "Not nah, th we're gonna be the nice, you know, book by the fire too." Yep. You ass ass faces. Yeah. I'm talking That's... ass a lot here. <clears throat> the way, I do want to you... give credit. I gotta give credit to Maticus from the WoW community. He was a big player in the uh, priest community, and he was cool. I really like Maticus. I remember. I don't. Maticus. I don't think he he'll ever Maticus. like hear this. He he uh, hosts plusheal.com for priests. Yeah. He was cool. Really nice form. A lot of my druid buddies went there because, you know, almost everybody who played druid was a healer druid. I was one yeah. of those oddball tank types. Sorry, what were you trying <laughs> to say, Squirrel? We stepped all I over was you. Just <laughs> it's all right. Um, I was just going to add the way the way that the Guild Wars community um, goes about doing that is by setting the example, which I think based off Guild Wars, uh, we've already done a pretty good job of that so far. Yeah, that is very true. We We have... I want to give serious credit to Azari because she's really trying hard, mm -hmm. uh, harder than I am even. I would say so. <laughs> cheers to you. You need to come on the show. She said, "I don't know if I could keep up with the uh, 
<laughs> the hecticness that is Relics of War, which is probably true. Got to be a little intimidating. Oh, really? Uh, I'm a cold teddy fine. bear when it comes right, right down to it. <laughs> <laughs> if I can survive here, Zara, you'll be fine. Yeah. You're dead. Um, so, another question he asks is, do you even want a full persistent world, minus instance dungeons and houses, etc., or are you a fan of the instance and hub network areas, so like outposts? I know that lots of grief mechanics were taken out. Everyone fighting a mob gets uh, experience, loot, and mineral nodes for everyone. What are your thoughts? Personally, I've always liked the persistence. That was one thing I didn't like about Guild Wars. Yeah, and I did like here. about WoW over it was persistence is awesome. I love being able to see somebody die off in the middle of nowhere and saying, you know what? I'm going to go pick that person up and help them out. I love it. At first, I loved everything being instanced because I just remember the people who were playing WoW complaining endlessly about how they had to wait for wait to kill this monster or some griefer was killing them. And I just I was just thinking, man, I don't have to deal with that because I play Guild Wars. But after I was playing longer, it really started to feel lonely. Yep. You know, I wasn't yeah, definitely. with other people except in, you know, in a in an outpost. And once the game started to mature, even that stopped happening. Mm-hmm. Because I because I played prophecies from the get-go, I was able to play through the entire storyline and always have a group of real people to play with. And at the beginning you had to because henchmen were a joke and mm. heroes didn't exist yet. And yeah. I, I played a I played a monk, so everybody always wanted me and it was yeah. I didn't feel lonely, but after I left for a while and then came back, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a guild to play with, and there was nobody a- anywhere. I didn't know where people were congregating. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I went through, except I was like, I don't know, it was either a warrior or a ranger at the time, so no one wanted me. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't had... Uh, I've had very little experience in Persistent Worlds, but uh, the the few that I have tried out. Um, I really enjoy the just being able to run constantly in a single direction, you know, unobstructed. So basically, so you can go wherever you want. That kind of explorer side uh, can come out and and enjoy it. Where, which Guild Wars? I mean, There's being a bit of that. You don't. There's yeah, you don't get that, as much. But I mean, in order to get into Eternal Grove from Drazai Thicket, you need yeah. to pass through Eternal Grove Outpost. There's no. Yeah. There's no way through it. I may be wrong with like my directions here, but, but the whole portal system. You had to, you had to go mean. into a specific portal. There's like no little. You can't scale a cliff or something like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was like in WoW. Was I was just, I just ran in a direction just to see what was next. Hmm. And that's it's it's more immersive that way. It's all in about wow, the immersion. I've gone to places that could have got me banned. <laughs> me too. What? <laughs> yeah, there oh, were some yeah. places that were deemed like areas you're not supposed to be in for whatever reason, and me and my friends didn't give a rat's ass about that. Well, <laughs> instead of fixing it so that you can't accidentally get there, they would just ban anybody they caught. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, that's that, ridiculous. That's that's customer service in 2005, guys. Like, yeah. Guild Wars don't do that, now. that as well, because NCSoft was allowed to rule customer service. What's that? Mm-hmm. You said, shut up. Let's look through your entire logs. He said, shut up here, here, here. And one time he said the F word, but he was using it to describe what the F word means. Let's ban this mother... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, you're banned right now. No. Yeah, but, all right. <laughs> Lacey. Lacey got banned because she received, uh, a, a, what was it, 100 platinum from a guy who, you know, we, we were all friends with him. 
And he said, I just got a lot of money and I'm I'm going to take off for a little bit. So he gave her 100 platinum. Lacey got banned because it turns out that money had come from farmers like, you know, three trades ago. And that was totally NCSoft. I'm not blaming ArenaNet for that. I got suspended for the whole Hitler discussion. It was pretty bad back then, but things are better now. Like, there's a lot more common sense employed. I want to hear a way stuff. to get through that uh, whole, what is it, the whole uh, code that's like anti, what is it, picking up farm tra- gold traders and whatnot. What's that? When you open up trade, don't, when you give something, some when you're opening up your offer, give something. It doesn't matter what it is. You can give like a quest item for all we care, for all they care. It won't be picked up so long as it's not ah, a zero for nothing. Or doesn't flag the zero. database. Well, we just enabled farmers. That's good. Yeah, really. <laughs> they already know this. Yeah, they do. I guarantee it. Yeah, I heard this mentioned. I can't remember if it was on Relics or a different podcast. So, okay. Um, sorry to rush this, but we got so much to talk about with the Dervish too. So I'm I'm gonna pick just add-ons. Is he had a bunch of questions about add-ons? So I'm just gonna go with the first one for now. And at the end of this email, he also says I have many more questions for you guys. Yes, please, please send more if you wanna ask. Okay. So add-ons, right? I've played many MMOs where having certain add-ons was a must when a group was formed. You wouldn't be allowed in unless add-on X was installed or essential, or was essential to forming a group, i.e. gear score and wow. Oh, guild score. God, what's your GS? Your mom? <laughs> it's even worse now, apparently, just so you yeah. know. Even, Blizzard even made a joke about that, though. They, they uh, on April Fool's, I think it was last year, they said, we're coming out with the um, gear rating uh, bar. So the higher your gear rating, this bar would appear above your head. And the higher your rating, the higher it went. So they had this picture of this uh, cow guy. He's a tarn. And he had this just stick going way up above his head. It went way out of Dalaran. And he's like, look at my gear score. I'm awesome. And he looked so stupid. And the, the idea here is that it's a joke on the perception of the E-peen, by the way. The internet yeah. penis. Yeah, it looked... Uh, it didn't really look phallic, but it kind of was. So that was a very good joke by them. I have to admit, their April Fool's jokes are pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, gear, gear score and add-ons for Guild Wars 2. I want there to be some ability to uh, mess with the feng shui, kind of like what TexMod does, but not quite so hackish feeling. Um, I want you to be able to adjust your UI, make it feel better, or even adjust the graphics. I will be all over that arena net. I will make the sweetest uh, UI if you allow me to do so. But I don't want to be able to actually change functionality or what you can see, like gear score and threat meters and all that. Those change the game. If those are going to be in the game, do it yourself, ArenaNet, so everybody has it in the stock. Otherwise, don't even allow us to be able to do that because it just it jacks with the balance so freaking bad. It definitely messes up the player community, that's for sure. It does promote a lot of community sites, like WoW Interface was huge, and I loved it there because I had that UI there. That was fun. But you know what? It's kind of dumb that you even needed that. It should be able. You should ma- mainly be able to adjust preferences, but not actual functionalities. My opinion. I yeah. I agree. I and to add to that, I would like to be able to save preferences so that I could have mm. a different a different UI yeah. setup for my assassin as opposed to my monk. Because when I was playing WoW, my favorite one of my favorite add-ons was called ArcHUD, which would put my health and my mana on either side of my character in an arc shape. Yep. Everything was right there, clustered around my character so that I could see it. But And I was thinking, man, I would really like this on my assassin. Maybe I wouldn't die so often if health was <laughs> right there, <laughs> right next to what I was looking at anyway. Can't you do that, though? Can't you do that? You, 
You can, kind of. but then when I go back to playing my monk, I want everything back the way it was before. Okay. So. Yeah, if they can, number one, compartmentalize uh, characters, so this guy's UI is different than this guy, and we save that, which shouldn't be too hard. But also make it so that you can make a template code for your UI, or even be able to send people like the graphics in it. I would love to be able to adjust the graphics. God, I love that stuff. <laughs> so, that'd be nice. I just kicked my laptop battery. That was smart. <laughs> You're cool. I am cool. My toes are freezing. Anyway, so there's enough about add-ons. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, you know I what? Say... Qatar would love me if I said this right now. Just, we're going to stop okay. talking about WoW starting now. Okay, yeah, that, well, that's easy enough, considering we're going into Guild Wars discussion now. And I don't have the Togo, or the Pro Tips thing pulled up. Here it comes. Hold on. Here it comes. Uh, oh, I didn't load it. What? It's Oh, there it is. Haha, ha, I'm a soundboard master. That was anticlimactic. That was so anticlimactic. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro-tip sauce. Okay, so, here we go for pro-tips, and this is mostly just news. Chaz? Yes. Dervish boy, go. Okay. So, yeah, we have a new Dervish update, everybody, and with it, there's a slog of changes. 90% of the skills were completely altered. I think it's Give it a couple more. weeks. Give it a couple weeks before you look for Dervish builds on the wiki, because I guarantee they don't work right now. Actually, they've mm-hmm. started to add some. Already? Holy crap. Yeah. I would, I would like to say that when I was with Pig last night, we were doing Heroes Ascent. We got rocked by dervish teams. Yeah. They were they were running uh Avatar of Grant. They all yeah, Avatar of Grant. They had something with the necromancer and oh, it was Mark of Pain. I don't probably. I don't know no. what it was. We no. tried to Mark recreate it, oh. couldn't quite do it, but we were just getting stomped into the ground by a team. I think you guys were playing Fragger. against Fragway. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I I can say right now, there are some complaints right now about the Dervish because um, it's not what some people expected. I think everybody agrees, though, it's more fun now. But some oh, yeah, people were, were the The points that I saw that what people were expecting and didn't get was uh, elimination of Shatter Hex bait. Well, Is that that's actually Shatter removed Hex? pretty much. Sh- Shatter now. Enchantment. Yeah. Anyway, they, they wanted to be able to bypass the whole removing... Enchantment removal um, counter that is really nasty to dervishes, but man, you're stacking so many enchantments. It's yeah, it's not that I don't know. It's not that big of a deal to me, but I don't PvP as much. It's probably pretty nasty to a PvPer. Well, one of the big reasons why dervs were never that useful in PvP was because they were so front loaded. It's like an assassin without the ass- without the critical strikes. They had no energy management at all, and they pretty much yeah. and it was. For some reason, the developers thought if they just made a superior weapon that auto-attacked more often, that would still be useful for that style of play, which is bogus. So there's that issue, and then there's also the issue of the scythe. Um, Some people perceive it this way. I I disagree, but it's perceived that nothing was inherently put there to make the dervish the better scythe wielder, as compared to, say, the warrior or something like that. Oh, there was a lot of stuff put in there to make it so that the dervish is only the really viable character to use a scythe and i can and i can give you three basic arguments the first one the warrior and the assassin were the main competitors of the scythe rangers are not even are a joke now with it because they don't have enough energy to output enough enchantments to use them but here's the thing 
assassin. The reason why the scythe was so good with the, with the assassin was because they could use critical hits. Critical hits with scythes smash things. Mm-hmm. And critical hit damage with a scythe is now lowered across the board. It's an, Instead of being um, 40% bonus damage on top of max, it's now 20% bonus damage on top of max. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you do get a critical hit, it's not as big of a deal. Where the dervish carries so many... Well, number one, there's mysticism. We should yeah. address that. And here's a th- the- and yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Um, with the warrior, they have only two pips of energy, and they have warrior's endurance. So each attack, they're getting three energy. That's not enough to spam scythe attacks and you and use what is it? And use adre- scythe skills, not scythe skills, tear down enchantments to power up these scythe attacks. Because most, if not all, of the dervish skills that are worth a darn are tear down skills. Mm-hmm. And they only work on dervish enchantments. You need a dervish enchantment. And if you can only supply those five energy cost dervish enchantments, you're missing out because the five, ten energy ones are worthwhile for sure, for sure. So the main argument that's being placed by people that are a little disappointed, and I can relate to this, definitely, is that there was something we all thought they were going to do with the dervish, which was to make them more unique in the way that, like, how do you put this? It, it would set them above the rest and make them the go-to for something. And it wasn't done in the way that they wanted, but I still feel like it's been done. I feel like, like it's they... been done. It's just been done much more... I don't know. I had a lot of, you know, hope, fears that it would just be make the class turn into a stupid noob cannon. Yeah, and it, it and can it be... Didn't. It didn't. They became literally warriors with scythes. Yeah, that's basically the big deal there. So you don't have to be a big, overbound muscle head yeah. to be a tank anymore. God, I love that. I hate warriors i'm sorry i hate the way they look yes play a female i'm not dude that's what i didn't i didn't like male dervishes i didn't like their animations i like their dance i just don't like everything else so i made a female dervish Hmm. i actually like male dervishes more than most professions you're weird anyway (laughs) (laughs) no but like all the good skills all the good dervish attacks are in mysticism or a slicer inflict cracked armor and bleeding that's only for dervishes you can't use that in any other profession unless you want bleeding and cracked armor for one second each and the avatars are all mysticism oh yeah the avatars are also pretty awesome too like a lot of people i don't know they're it's great avatar grinth is exactly what you want it to be for a guild versus guild um elite but for mysticism now the inherent effect like the higher goes you have more armor and it costs less to cast yeah while enchanted and it costs less energy to cast dervish enchantments or dervish skills dervish enchantments okay okay I, for a while there, I thought it was dervish uh, skills altogether, so even your scythe attacks were cheaper. Yeah, no. If they were energy-based. You know based. what? Okay. There's so many skills that use adrenaline that it's not even... It's not really much of a big deal that... I'm loving the adrenaline stuff. Oh, jeez. It's it's exactly what I pictured it. It's so fluid. Yeah, I've got a build right now, and I will honestly say, number one, it puts Onion Blossom to complete shame <laughs> because I am spamming it over and over again. If I go up against a ritualist, it's like, ha-ha, number storm. But um, the other thing about it is, uh, right now the go-to for DPS, or damage, I should say, is uh, SOS Ritualist, because of the it's not a bunch of 100s, it's a bunch of like 20s and 30s. Well, my Dervish now compares to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not as good at single target. Uh, I could make a build that is, though. That's what's really cool. But the build I use is very AoE nasty, especially when there's a... Uh, Ritualist in the party who can give me splinter weapon. Holy crap. Or there is a friendly pig stormer who can give you mark of pain. Then you're in business. Yeah. Yeah. So I 
I can't wait till the builds start coming out, because then it'll be like, you know, don't PvP against Jimbo. He will <laughs> kick your ass. <laughs> and he may like your balls also. <clears throat> what? No, no, no. <laughs> no, that Slap wasn't Jim. Man will like your balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and then um, I asked the question, what do you think is going to happen with the Dervish post, you know, this patch? Where is he going to fit in the puzzle? I think he's going to become a tank, kind of a, a supportive character if he wants to be with Avatar of Duena, because it has this inherent healing effect plus mystic healing, if you mm -hmm. throw that in there. So it could be a, a serious heal fest coming yeah. out of a dervish, I've which already he does yeah, inherently by attacking instead of casting heals, yeah. which is sweet. That's actually a really cool idea. I'm already thinking of ideas where you'd have a 12-man Duena way. <laughs> I don't know if Stummy meant to do this, but I think what the dervish is now is going to be a very good introduction, at least a mild introduction, to what Guild Wars 2 will be. Oh, yeah. Because of the fact that, like, if you want to heal with the Dervish, you're not casting heals on anybody. You're just going in and doing crap, and that inherently helps. You're doing really what sweet. a Dervish does best. Yeah. Yeah. That's and enough, they do do it best, by the way. But there were skills that were updated other than other than Dervish skills. Yes, indeed. Mm, right. For example, um, I'm going yeah. to have to redo my laser build because by Ural's hammer isn't is changed. It's not what it was. Your no. tears, they sustain me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they have nerfed. Yeah. A bunch of Jesus beam. <laughs> so we had a bunch of PvE skills that uh, got lumped in with the Dervish update and had their effects changed. And, uh, like, the majority of them were those skills that um, added damage to your attacks, which meant other other classes were viable dervish alternatives. And, yeah, Bayero's Hammer was one of them, and that one seemed to have the most marked change in its functionality because it's now a res. Yeah. It's an AoE res, right? Yeah. Mm, I don't like what they AOE do Vengeance. Hammer. That's right. It resurrects you for 30 seconds yeah. with com full health and energy, but then you die. Yeah, I don't like what they did with that because by Earl's Hammer, for those of you who don't get the reference, it's a joke on Galaxy Quest. One of the supporting characters, he always shouts out a quote. His character in the TV show Galaxy Quest always shouts out um, like a quote. He says, "By Grothmar's hammer, by the something or other of something or other, I will avenge you." And the idea with by Earl's Hammer was that you know you're swearing vengeance on the guy, right? It just doesn't. It loses that kind of feel. For the skill when it just resurrects all your buddies. I don't know, now that you say that, that that's what the reference is, this doesn't sound so bad because all well, your buddies are down because of this guy and so you yell, buy your um, No, no, but it's like swearing vengeance. I mean, you're the person swearing vengeance. They're dead. They're always going to be dead, but you're swearing vengeance on them, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Chaz just because it mucks up my build. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want a reference now, one that's called Neil Before Zed. Zed. Yeah, <laughs> so you, awesome. you run into the middle of them, kneel before Zed, and they all kneel on one, one leg, and you can just kick their ass while they're not doing anything, because by God, they're <laughs> like kneeling before Zed. Or what it'll do is cause you to be able to turn the, uh, make the earth turn backwards, so you can, like, rewind. Time. Never mind. This is stupid. <laughs> Superman, that movie was stupid. Alright, so, the elemental skill intensity has also been changed. It gives a little bit of AoE capacity to non-AoE um, elementalist skills. It so also gives AOE aerial... capacity to AOE skills. Or that too, yeah. So what it does is it causes, like, it, it's kind of like a splinter weapon for spells, I guess. Best way to put it. And it works on the next skill you do. 
and it recharges pretty quick, so you can spam it quite a bit. What I see this doing is, I think, I think, I'm trying to get into Stummy's head here, but I think what they did was they saw that the scatter was a huge problem, so they were making it, and, and they saw the success of searing flames for a long time there, so they're trying to add an effect like that for everything, and this thing affects any elemental damage whatsoever, so yeah, that is... Is it just elemental? Elemental like damage fire? has to be elemental. Can't be holy. So if you put Crit! Conjure Flame on your scythe... No, it doesn't work like yeah. that. It has to be like... Damn. I even a tried spell. this. There's a spell. There's a PvE spell called Sniper Support. It basically gives it... It basically is a spell that says, you deal 90 piercing damage to the target, and you have a 10% chance of dealing 900 extra piercing damage, right? Because supposedly mm-hmm. you headshot the guy. But um, anyway, I tried that. I tried converting it, the damage to fire damage using greater conflagration and then firing the uh then firing the sniper support and it did not with, with intensity up and it did not work at all i think it has to has to has to originate with the spell and it has to say this spell deals elemental damage in order for it to count yeah. okay so i i want to see what this does for searing flames then i got to try that you know <laughs> maybe i will go for my survival title this may have resurrected my elementalist a little bit which will make less lacy happy she thinks he's hot <laughs> Which is weird. Uh, Asura Scan. Ooh, this one's fun. Oh, yes. Uh, are, you lis- are you listening, Spirit Hime, or are you... Uh, are you she already knows. Your, your Grammy. Yeah, I know she knows. Uh, what this will do is it'll allow assassins to die like they do, which is good. Or with less and penalty. Then, yeah, so they can they can also not be blocked. They Actually, they can't miss. That's what it says. Yeah. And then it also removes, removes death penalty. So, man, if not, if anything screams, put this on your assassin... This would be it. Yeah. It's it's still useful. And you know what? It's great for physicals. It's utility. You know what? One thing I hate about being a physical, blind sucks. Blurred vision oh, sucks. Whirling defense, screw you, Arena Net. <laughs> but, but the Dervish has uh, some side skills that remove stances now. Oh, yeah. I really but like still, that. I don't, I don't have to bring that. I can bring a PvE skill that has everything it has anti blind, yeah. anti block, anti blurred vision. Anti-physical in general, except for empathy. Empathy will always be my monster. <laughs> yeah, under the bed. You, do you think? Do you think it'll get to the point where no one's going to take a physical damage dealer unless they've got a, a surasiki? Well, it already was like that. It was already it? like that. Where if you had if you had a physical and you had enough energy to output a Zern scan on at least half of your targets, you brought that skill. There was no question about it. And I'm really happy that Stummy actually looked at that skill because. You know, when you see this thing, it has that have that much popularity. You had to take a good hard look at it, and he took a good hard look at it. You know, I I should give some. There's a guy named Robert who is very involved with these dervish skills. I don't know his mm-hmm. last name, but I don't want to give you credit, sir. We're sitting here playing up yeah. stummy, but we're not going to give your boss all the credit. By God, I just wish I knew your last name so you. Okay, get, you know what? You know, I'm going to have to say, you know, all instances of stummy. I'm going to say the live team. Okay. There we go. Yeah, because we don't want to make Joe hostile get hostile with us. So. <laughs> don't worry, he's not a badass. He can't do anything to you. <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> Colin Johansson. Until Guild Wars 2, then you're screwed. He's going to have a <laughs> yeah. star, he's going to um, with, with the Sora scan, have you tried that with blocking? Because I presumed um, with the description it says you cannot miss. I just m- presumed that that was an anti-blind. Yeah, I tried that out in uh, against Kornin Bowman, who loved to spam whirling defense. Mm-hmm. Bastards. Oh, I know. That's like, when you see six of them in a group, you're like, you know what, I'm going to go AFK. <laughs> So they weren't blocking. Yeah, they weren't blocking at all. All oh, them just going through. That's even better. Mm-hmm. But it only works on that target that you scanned. Yeah, 
yeah, but I mean, I'm used to, at least on my assassin, uh, always having a Saurus Gan casting on my next opponent. Okay. So, in closing for the um, pro tips discussion, I want to say that everybody that's upset, I get it. I understand why, and I. But let's be reserved about our criticism. We're, we're, we're two days into it. So there's going to be some balancing going on. Um, we get the general concept that's going on. So if you have a, a critique of the general concept, you know, Jim had some general critiques of the concept of what's going on with the dervish. But let's see what actually comes out of this. Because especially, how does this work uh, in synergy with other professions? I bet you we're going to find crap that just blows our minds and we'll get nerfed. So... <laughs> In light of that, let's... Uh, Strength let's, of uh, honor. Let me see now. Strength of honor, barbs, mark of pain, orders in general. Yeah, orders in general. Those are <laughs> badass. I'm, I'm looking forward to this stuff. No, oh, dude, actually, storm. You know, um, Twin Moon sweeping its double attack thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Can't miss. Orders, you can spam that. Yep. Um, if you have a turn oh. enchantment and you can keep it up, you can spam it. As long as you're oh hitting two targets or more. Oh, we gotta do Urgaz's Warren at that very beginning. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, like, could you imagine god. all the all the what are those guys? What are they called? At lot. the very beginning? They're the big ugly guys. Forget their names. Um there's a lot of big uglies in Urgaz. Wardens. Wardens. Yes. Yeah, there'll be a warden number fest. Like, see you later, guys. Let me introduce you to one thousand number tens. Let me introduce you to Vow of Strength. <laughs> oh man, I love that skill right now. Plus see, shards. See, it's we're giddy about this stuff. <laughs> I'm loving it, yeah. See, so, like two two days ago, we would have said vow of strength. Is that some sort of joke? Yeah, yeah. And now I don't like how short it is, but I do have sand shards. So if they were both up constantly, that would be nasty. Well, you so can I guess. use an enchant lengthening mod, or you can bring extend condition or enchantments to make it so that vow of strength lasts pretty much forever. Oh, I didn't even think of that. It I've got an enchantment slot though. So again, it's choices, people. You got choices now. This yeah, is interesting gameplay. Damn yeah, it. you don't have to do zealous vow now. I really want to play my dervish now. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm right now when you going... go into Comedon. Damn it! I want to play. <laughs> I haven't tried I want, my wait. dervish yet. I want you to, to give me your opinion. I've got. I'm running my dervish right now. She's not max level yet, so I don't have a whole lot to work with, but. I'm looking to make a dervish build with a pet. Do you think I'm completely out of my mind? I don't see that working too well. Yes. The pet well, won't be dealing if, any damage, and it won't complement the dervish in any way, but you could conceivably have a pet in your bar. But you'd have to use Zealous Vow in order to keep that pet useful. And I don't like Zealous Vow anymore. I have a love-hate relationship with that skill. What's it do? I'm Infinite I'm energy so long as you keep attacking. Oh, okay. I'm sure Pig will come up with something, no oh, doubt. they will. Those guys are like the exception to every rule. They're badasses. I can't believe it. You gotta do anything and it's easy. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do hard mode domain, domain of anguish. What should I bring? Whatever. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Fine. It's like, whatever, dude. It's just gonna be... No, no, this is like Jim's response to, um, to, to domain of anguish. It's like, what should I bring? Doesn't matter. We're just gonna see space through this place anyway. And then they do. That's the <laughs> yeah, weird part. Yeah, hard mode domain How? of anguish, guys. <laughs> Well, it's, it's like the other day we ran Fisher of Woe naked with no cons. Holy crap. We don't call that naked Fisher of Woe, we call that booty foe. Yes, <laughs> yes, booty foe. So this is enough butt-kissing of uh, the live team and pig. Let's, uh, let's talk to Colbert. I love to my pig. Nation, it's time to talk about fiscal responsibility in virtual worlds. Stimulus package! Ba 
Oh, stimulus. Chaz, you had some stimulus, some packages to stimulate. Okay, so for those of you who are down on your luck and don't have like 500 gold in, to your name, here's a little thing you can do to get yourself back up. Uh, Nick the Traveler, each week, every Monday, will go into a different section of Guild Wars. You might be out of luck if you don't have all the expansions, but usually he's there. Now, if you ha he'll be in a certain area. You can look on the wiki to see where area he is. And he's looking for certain items. Certain items that drop off of monsters, specifically, most of the time. Sometimes it's trade goods, and that's just an easy week, but I digress. He'll be looking for monster trophies that you get off of certain monsters in the area that he's in. Let's say raptor bones in the Azuran areas, or maybe, in this case of this week, mantid pincers in Cantha. Mm -hmm. Now, what he does is that you trade in several of these items and you get these things called Gifts of the Traveler. You can open them up and, you know, play Russian Roulette, or you can sell them for around 4 to 5k each. Each account is allowed to get, allowed to turn in 5 of these gifts each week. So that's like 20, 25k each week for doing practically nothing. Oh, wow. Maybe just a little bit of farming. If you have an SOS writ and you want to just make some mm -hmm. easy coin, Bring him over to wherever Nick is that week, farm the area, grab some of those things, and then to convert them into Gifts of the Traveler, sell them to the crowd for like 4k each, make an easy buck, and if you want to, and there's demand for it, go back in there and farm again. You'll probably can sell the ingredients to people who are too lazy to do that. Now, I'm very sad, because I didn't know any of this. Dude, I made my first 100k. I made my first 100k this way. Oh my god. When you uh -huh. say sell them, Chaz, are you selling them to actual people or to the vendor? Yeah, selling them to actually actual people, not to the vendor. I you don't, hate don't... doing that. You just right. uh, just Comedon. It's like just go there. The all chat is like is like an uh, a convention of intellectuals. It's just yeah. the, minus the intellect. Minus the <laughs> intellect. Is... Okay, this is all you gotta do. Okay, people say wait out with a high price. Someone will eventually want to pay for it. Those people are lame. Because, you know what, I want to play this game. I don't want to sit there and play SimCity or Texas Chicken SimCity in this case. You know what, just sell them for something a bit less than the normal price, like 4K, 3.8K, whatever. Get them, get them done. Someone's going to see that and say, ooh, what an, a deal. I'm going to buy them. They buy them. They're happy. You're happy. You have gold. You probably only missed out on a platinum or two. You can get on with your life. You can get on with your game time. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. Or buy a, a new Nightfall account and just run two computers and leave your seller in Commodon. That's fun. So, also, get ready to sell your crap in Embark Beach. Someone needs to talk, talk to Stummy about that place. That would be nice. Anyway, what are you saying? I, I was just going to say, still, want to buy Marketplace. Yeah, really? Yeah. Actually, they said that um, Embark Beach, it will be in the area where they said they would have the Zunal, Zunlai Market. Okay. Wait, what? Zunlai Market? I haven't heard of that before. There was... An area planned in Guild Wars at some point called the Zunlai Market. It would be kind of like an auction house, but it would be actually, when you look at it, terrible compared to the auction house. So they shelved it after a while because, well, they didn't have the resources to really do this with Guild Wars 2 in development. And But the thing is that in the game, they still have the game files. There's still that location on the map, mm -hmm. right? And there's still like an area that could conceivably be added, just like Lion's Head Keep. Lion's Arch Keep has that area. And was not yeah, used until it was added in. That's where Embarked Beach in, is going to be. Is this in the Battle Isles? Because I thought I'd. It is that in the mission. Battle Isles. Yeah. Okay. That'll be nice. Yep. That's a good place to put it because the Battle Isles could serve as a good hub. Well, it is so the core area of the anything. game, right? 
Yeah, guild halls are there. Yeah, pet menagerie. There. Great temple is there. Except I like to die in the pet menagerie. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, with Embark Beach, um, there'd better be a, a panel that you can open up in Embark Beach with a um, a drop down menu of all the mission outposts and all the town outposts, so you, that you know can I'm walk thinking, directly thinking, to them. I'm thinking they won't even have like a chat function. Just party search. No, no, it's not. It's not like that. It's like there'll be like a very there'll be various panels, and it'll say like, "Do you want to vanquish? Do you want to do a mission? Hard mode, normal mode? Do you want to do an elite area?" Yeah, and I think it'll, it's going to be UI, UI it'll oriented. Be UI, UI oriented, and then it'll put you in a group with all the other people there, and from there you can just whisper them. Yeah, I'm so glad we were able party. to put the onus on Stummy just now. Hey, Stummy, did you hear that? <laughs> we I made was promises just thinking for you. about something completely different. <laughs> Like, maybe you go to Embark Beach, you hit M, and then you can see the entire map of everything. Oh, God, that would be nice. Um, the only downside with that uh, uh, no chat is that people who may not be in a guild or just want to find someone to hang out and then figure out what they want to do just off the cuff, uh, it won't be as easy because they'll have to decide, okay, I want to do this, so I'm going to go check out who else is doing this. Rather than just chatting with people to say, what do you feel like? Way. That's yeah, um, I want to keep this uh, episode to about uh, an hour and 20, and we're already like an hour 40, oh, an hour 30 in. That's great. Oh, but we had the pregame show, so, yep. okay. We have, we have a little time to guys. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be Terry Bradshaw, how's that? Or can I be, no, dude, I'm like Frank Caliendo, no doubt about that. No I could doubt. do Charles Barkley. That guy's terrible. He's a knucklehead. Okay, <laughs> Sean Castle wrote in, and he said, Dear Relics, First, love the podcast. It's a great show, not too serious, while still providing relevant information in a concrete manner. I seem to be reading this pretty well. That's because he wrote in in huge font, just for me. So anyway, now to my thought. I've been looking through forums and other podcasts and have not found any thoughts on one huge flaw, could be wrong, with the scaling of events. While this might not be an issue at all, events as info have been revealed so far, scale as people join and leave. I'm not sure I understand what that meant. It's to sc- the event scale in difficulty oh, yeah. based on the number of people. So what happens if people join but don't really participate as an example? We will take the Broodmother from the playable demo. Let's say, uh, oh, the Shatter? The Shatner? Is that who that was? I'll just say no. it's the Shatner. Broodmother. That's, oh, the Broodmother. They're not the straight. That was... Scale, Broodmother. That Human error. Okay. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I don't know these things. It's been too long. <laughs> it's been too reading. long since we've seen this awesome reading. stuff. Okay. From the playable demo, let's say it's an off time of day, and you come upon her solo, and just behind the hill is a group of ten griefers. You run up and let loose on the brood mother, and from behind the hill come the griefers, while auto attack wants to trigger the event to scale up, but no part take no part in the fight thereafter. Now the event scales for eleven people, and you are the only one actually trying while ten other people only keep the event scaled up. What are your thoughts on this? Could it be an issue? How could it be corrected? So, okay, you take this thing on, they come up, make one attack, they leave, it's still scaled for 11 people, and you're left to fight that. I don't think well, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I no. think there's going to be a bit more of that. And even if they do that, just leave and let them die. Well, Yeah, they've taken on problems that are so much more complicated than this. I'm sure it'll just scale back down. Yeah, if they leave, it'll scale back down. And I don't. No, but I think what he's trying to say is people are putting in minimum effort. They'll get minimum... Uh, Credit for it then, but how because do you, the amount. How do you like gauge that by the number of skills they use? I I really don't know, but I believe I read that where it's like the amount you get, amount of credit you get is how much you participate. Yeah, it's proportional to how you participate. Well, if someone were to say, if a group of people were to say, you know what, let's 
So if you go in and tap the thing, yeah, if you tap the thing, but you keep like, tapping it, but you're just putting in minimal effort. So you're not using, you're not positioning yourself, you're not helping your allies, you're not getting them up when they're dead. You know, you're just being effectively a douche. What's to stop people from just doing that? First of all, I think it's kind of weird for people because the thing is, is that people who want to leech usually leech in big groups so people don't see them leeching. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's the case, and people are probably going to be able to take down the scaled-up encounter no matter what. But if they're just doing that to grief you, I don't know, it feels kind of like a paranoid, paranoia, because I don't think 10 people really go out of their way to bully one person in an MMO, especially when they don't even know the person. Yeah, I, I, I know there's going to be methods to grief in this game, because people are just creative enough. Yeah. They'll find a way. But I think it'll be harder to find in this one than most. Yep. Fa- a little bit of fanboy talk there. But okay, so Troy says, about the Norn, I think I read in the book that when Norn fight, they build a massive amount of heat, thus they don't wear much clothing. Well, that's obvious. The Asura guy with the book mentioned, wait, within the book mentioned that he should figure out a way to capture all that heat and use it for something. Yeah, that's a typical Asura for you. I thought it was funny when I read that bit in the book and also explains why Norn don't wear much clothing. I didn't go word for word as I don't want to ruin he doesn't want to cause any spoilers. Hope to hear back. Loving hearing you talk about Guild Wars. Seymour, engineer. No, duelist is better name also. I think this person, I don't know, that, that seemed like a Google Translate right there. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, engineer, no, duelist, yes, is what I get from that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. A whole engineer talk. I don't know, engineer. I don't like engineers because I do AutoCAD and I have to correct their mistakes to coordinate the buildings that I'm drawing. <laughs> Just saying. If there are any engineers listening, sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, let me but put my dad up. on the phone. No, I'm kidding. Your dad's an engineer? <laughs> He's an engineer. Can he summon uh, turrets? <laughs> I right, could so... ask him. <laughs> Huge friend. <laughs> okay, uh, Nick Robles, friend of the show, says, Hi guys, this is Nick Robles, uh, first time emailer here. I was listening to your podcast and heard you guys talk about if you'll run faster with weapons or not. From what I've heard and seen in the gameplay videos, I've noticed the players will run faster when their weapons are sheathed, put away, and not out. And ready to kick some trash. Hope this made sense to you guys. Uh, I'm writing this half asleep. Hope this gets read on the show. Keep up the great work and please continue making episodes after Guild Wars 2. That would be awesome. Relics for the win. Yeah, by the time Guild Wars 2 comes out, we'll probably be on like episode 100 and we'll be like, oh, there's another episode. What's up, guys? I'd like to know if what he saw was char or humans because I didn't know... I didn't notice anybody running, any humans running faster when they had their weapons sheathed, but I know the char lope on all fours when their weapons are sheathed, but I don't necessarily think they're moving any faster. Yeah, there is some confusion about that. Um, the, the char do not run faster than humans. They just look like they're running faster because they're on all fours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a feeling this may have been either, I mean, it's been mentioned a few times. I'm just trying to remember if it was addressed at all or confirmed that but then, the, I mean, the thing is, if you do run faster with sheathed weapons, then presumably that means that they'd have to put a cooldown on sheathing and, uh, you know, pulling out your weapons so that you can't just uh, pull out your weapon, cast a spell, and then sheath them again and run off and have an advantage over the, mm-hmm. the melee guy who's trying to run at you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I wonder if having weapons unsheathed is a sign of being in combat as well. Maybe. Like, if you can't sheath your weapons while you're in combat, because I know you can't change your skills or your weapon presets while you're in combat. We could, just a, a logistical nightmare for you to do that. Yeah. 
I don't know, though. I mean, with, with how much this is kind of meant to be an FPS, maybe that's part of the strategy. Maybe. I shouldn't say meant to be an FPS, but meant to feel like one. Maybe you can shoot the weapon so that you can get somewhere faster. I, I like that idea, personally. But then your your casters have an advantage over the, the melee in terms of kiting. Mm, yeah, but they're, they're stronger. Like, okay, they're missing some skills when they put their weapon away. Mm. So it's kind of a dock against them as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't want to write off the possibility that maybe that will be part of good gameplay, is maybe. knowing when to yep. sheathe your weapon and run. Sure. We'll have to see. I don't... All right, so, if, if that's oh. so, I don't have a problem with um, casters being able to kite more easily if they're using a ranged weapon. I mean, a warrior with a bow could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the warrior has a bit more incentive to not um, kite because, I mean... Most of his damage is going to come from a melee weapon anyway, and he has heavier armor. Exactly. And crap's probably going to be... Stuff's probably going to be running from him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fear me, mortals. Well, because of the high armor, too. If they use anything like Guild Wars has, then what they're going to be doing is controlling stuff and keeping it from getting to the casters. Oh, have you ever like seen... It, um, cool. Have you ever witnessed a Guild vs. Guild game when a really high up one needs to compare the warriors to from like a good guild to like a less ranked guild um i used to watch them but that was like three years ago the difference is astounding like you see the ones in the top teams they're like after they attack they immediately move their character off to the side in a direction that would make it so the enemy has to go through them or around them wow. in order to um get out of there so it's like basketball it pretty much is like basketball so that whole um qu quarter locking thing where they they hit you from the front then they hop yeah, to your side and knock thing. you down again and then they go to the other side and knock you down from that side. Yeah, effectively. But um, they're Man. doing it just with normal auto attacks, so mm. that in case you have to move, it'll be they'll have to move around you, and then you can set up for a bull strike. Yeah. yeah that mean I kind of see this making the guardian a pretty good tank, really, because you're just setting up wards all over the place. Mm -hmm. Nope, you can't reach them. Sorry, you got to stay here with me. You <laughs> shall not pass, Gandalf style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a flesh wound. You shall not pass. <laughs> Nobody comes in to see the wizard, not in a way, not know how, not unless you answer three questions. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Loudon Swain, another friend of the show, says... Uh, I, I copied this wrong, because it starts off with, I thought maybe you, Tiger Tasha... Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, maybe... I thought maybe you, Tiger Tasha, or any of the hosts that follow the news closer than I do, could speak to this. It just hit home to me with all the news blog stuff that listening to what is going on in-game seems to be really important. Now that there are no quest arrows... Are you going to need the sound on to play Guild Wars 2? I keep hearing all this talk about someone is sh about someone is shouting for help, or you overhear you overhear a man. Wow, this is bad. You overhear a side conversation in the alley, and that is how events begin. So, if you don't have sound, are you going to miss out on a lot of content? I ask because I almost always have the game sound off because I prefer listening to my music over the background score or the envi environmental noises. The metal that I want to hear while playing is not from Two Swords Clashing, but from bands like All That Remains and Megadeth. Has this question already been brought up, or has it been answered? I don't think uh, it's been answered officially, but from what I saw from like the previews, there's going to be little chat bubbles that pop up. And little things that come up and say, event nearby? Yeah. yeah. Right and in your face. I don't know. It just sounds like a really stupid idea just to introduce a game and not help people who are... Was it, what would it be? Like... Hearing impaired? Hearing impaired. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can see the game. You can obviously do it. Why should you just limit someone if they're hearing impaired? Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. 
ArenaNet doing that because one of the big things about uh, Guild Wars Awesome was that it was so customizable for people who had different disabilities. Or mm-hmm. preferences in this case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think we'll find that uh, your experience will be enhanced by having the sound on, but it's not necessary. Yeah. Exactly. You're probably going to want to play it for like the first week whenever, whenever you see something new just to see what it sounds like and be like, mm. okay, that's kind of nice, and then just switch on the Megadeth and the Motley Crew. <laughs> <laughs> the Motley Crew. <laughs> So, okay, um, we got no calls and we got no iTunes comments this week. Um, Relics is also compiling a Guild Wars community list, so if you are a Guild Wars online resource, please write in to relicsoforr at gmail.com. Send us a 180 by 180 image, uh, JPEG, please, uh, that will go in the post for you to be listed in there. There's a lot of people I know of that I would kind of like to put in there, and I'm half tempted to like start badgering them, but anyway, you know who you are. Bastards. All right. <laughs> Our Guild Wars Guild is also recruiting. So, see our forums for the application process. No alliance room left, though. We still don't. Uh, two two guilds in our uh, alliance actually merged because they were small, and now they're a decent size. And then we just recruited another one with 50 people. So I have a question, Ryan. We have one guild that has one faction, and only one person never shows up. What's going to happen to him? Well, that's the other thing, is our current guild is at almost 90 members, so we're probably going to need an... The new guild that came in, though, offered to be our overflow, but they have 50 slots left, and when Guild Wars 2 comes around, uh, I think we're going to have to just start building a database instead. Yeah. So get in early if you want to be in the guild with us, or later we'll just have a database that you're part of, so in Guild Wars 2, we can accommodate you. Database! Yay! That'll be good times. That's right, I'll build a Microsoft Access database and forms, and we'll all feel real spiffy. Right, okay, so... uh, iTunes comments, we'll read them on the show, so leave us your iTunes comments, please. you got to use the iTunes program to do so. And if you don't put it in the American um, comments section, send me an email with that comment also, and which country you did put it in for, and I will read that. Sometimes I go around and check other countries anyway, namely uh, the UK, Australia, New Zealand. And Canada sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but if, you, right. if you're in another country from those, then uh, send e- Ryan an email. Yeah. So basically, I only pay attention to the crown in the United States. <laughs> I am such an English speaker. Uh, that's terrible. I bet you... I wonder... No, Carlos sent us one... Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I've already read that. iTunes comments. Swag. Swag. We have swag in the Zazzle store, man. You can customize it. Zazzle Dazzle. Yes, it is very Zazzly. Zazzle sounds like something like Rainbow Bright or something. <laughs> but it's, it's a good store, damn it. So go in there if you want to buy some shirts with the Relics of War Facefire logo. I, I'm going to buy something here soon. <laughs> We're gonna, we have a donate button if you want to donate to our show. Uh, if you want to help me buy a new laptop, by God, that would be swell. Um, I'm still going to buy it anyway, though. Uh, you can get hold of us by sending your audio, MP3s, or textual emails at relicsoforr at gmail.com. Our website is relicsofor. Dot com, where you can find on the upper left corner a link to the merchandise, the survey that we've got going on so that you can give input on the show, and that's about to get loaded, I bet you now. I haven't mentioned it yet. Now it's going to be like pff, all kinds of criticism. That'll be good times. Uh, right, and you can see us on Facebook and Twitter there as well on the upper left of our website. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, you can join us on the forums as well. Uh, come chat with us. It's a pretty busy forum. It's not too busy that you can't keep up, but it's busy. Uh, we're also looking for a few more bloggers, if you're interested, to come blog for us. Uh, we're also looking for audio snippets, such as a new SQL Scuttlebutt uh, audio intro, 
as well as intros just from yourself saying, you know, my name is so-and-so, this is the Relics of War podcast. Uh, especially you Guild Wars 2 community members that are running, like, sites and stuff. Yeah, send that in. Uh, keep, keep, if you check our website, we'll keep you posted on the Pi Day that's coming up on March 13th. And finally, Relics War wants to give a big thanks to Guild fans, Guild Wars Guru, ArenaNet, Doghouse Systems, Dave Dreschel, who has given me a second computer also to be able to do this. That is very nice. And, of course, the listeners. All right. Anybody want to make any closing comments? Rule of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Chaz. Go Chaz. In the context of Guild Wars and the Scythe, the saying, swords to plowshares, sounds like an arms race. <laughs> so I was kicked from a pug the other day for running an unconventional build. I went to slash cry, and then Tom Hanks jumps out and yells, There's no slash crying in Guild Wars! <laughs> yeah, it's true. So with all the changes that we've been facing recently with the Dervish update, I thought this one might be appropriate. Things are more like they are now than they ever were before. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, coming from the great Dimitri Martin, I think Pi should be placed on the front of every train, so that if anybody gets hit, it's at least a little bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary bells. Open your eyes at a high rate of speed. It's time for the weekly mashup. This is where we play you the best bits from previous episodes because you were too busy. Oh my goodness, you mean some people don't even listen to every episode. The only possible excuse this week is a euphoric overload, as experienced by one of the co-hosts. Awesome. Oh, jeez, I can't even describe it. <laughs> Careful there. <laughs> too excited. Okay, Chaz, okay. Chaz is having a moment. Everyone just... Yeah, yeah. There. Okay, I'm having a gay moment right here. Okay, <laughs> so... Need a tissue. <laughs> yeah, I might. I might. Okay, so... Please do not stop the podcast at any time. This is for the benefit of your sexiness factor. Thank you and good luck. They couldn't get me to shut up. They were they were glad when I started podcasting because they were like, you know, you kind of seem like uh, you, you feel heard enough now. Uh, I'm going to play as a char because uh, I want to be a badass. Are you a badass? No, no, I'm not, but I want to be one. I've, I've said ass load too many times this episode. You've evidently got ass on the brain. I do. A load of ass on the brain. Which anyway, I can't let's there. stop talking about stupid shit. Uh, no, I, I I took the first poo on it, actually. <laughs> to relax, I meant to go play Minecraft last night. Instead, I ended up vanquishing something with Pig and getting drunk. Oh, well, I yeah. I don't remember what happened. With a notorious PIG involved, I don't want to know what those other things were. <laughs> um, apparently Raiden loves Tony's balls. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All your alliance mates are gonna be pissed. Right. But see, I'm not being heated. I'm just making an observation. That's all. I think you are. You you sound pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell we were getting drunk because we started dying everywhere. <laughs> we make fun of Canada a lot, but I actually really like your country. I'm not gonna quantify that in any way because I don't know. They're all a bunch of furries. Anyway, <laughs> that's my controversial uh, statement for the day. Tasha, they're giraffes. Arr, arr. 
<laughs> is that the sound you're asking? I don't know. My country yeah. is going to ruin your lumber industry. If you're out of wine glasses, it's only prudent to use the bottle. This is a very weird episode of the show. ArenaNet, you need to come out with the damn game so we stop this crap. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Say